Okay, Martin, you're on the levels. Yes. Um, Hello. Okay. And welcome back to the world's most unlistenable podcast. It's a great bit he commits to calling it that every single time. It's almost like a challenge to to stay on board. Yeah. Especially when it's just you and me, and not yeah. when we don't have a guest. And well, we're just you reckon like, it's unlistenable, we're going to listen to the end, just because... <laughs> just because you want that view number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just abusing the audience. It's like, we challenge you to listen to this bullshit. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like the live videos that I do on the, uh, on the on Facebook and on TikTok and stuff. Or Facebook, run, like it, ran, it started off as a singles group, and it's gone into like a, a social group. But there's like four and a half thousand people in it, and they're all perf based. Yeah, every every single one's perf based. And you know, the irony of it is, like, it's just the single side of it. It's just middle aged men that are concerned about identity theft, but will quite happily show you a picture of the penis. Oh right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello, my name's Barry, but uh, I'm concerned about identity theft. But here's my 14 inch cock. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 then, and then puts a post up wondering why the single. You know. <laughs> It's always weird when you see someone like who. It's always weird when you see someone who you suspect have an average penis and they just pull out like a weapon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, um, my housemate's penis. Um, <laughs> what a this, this is this is this is this is a this is a conversation. Bear in mind, I didn't intentionally see his penis. He's got a mirror in his room. Of course not. And yeah. he walked past, and I happened to be caught in a boxing. And he was just t- just at that moment. I just went, "Hey, man!" And <laughs> he's got a weapon. I've got to be honest. He's only five foot seven. Mm. He's got an absolute cannon on Oh man! All the nutrients went into the dick. I was, was going to say the brain, the height, everything just went. Just, <laughs> everything is in the dick. <laughs> is yeah. he really dumb? Uh, I would say he's really dumb, but um, he works in facilities, so I'd uh, I'd say he's he's a money man. Less less equipped than most. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just sit a little bit closer to that mic for me, please, Martin. That. <laughs> it's going to be weird because now I'm like in between. Just where you wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about spit roasting someone earlier, but now it's like Martin's going to get spit roasted. Seems like you are in the right ideal position. That's mm. for the Patreon. That's for <laughs> the pa- a Patreon app. That'd be really. If we could. Here's, here's, a, here's a riff for you. If, if we could convince the guest in question, I won't say their name, if we could convince the guest in question to suck us off live on air, could we make it a Patreon app? Well. <laughs> and then the second question is, would Martin be willing to do it? I think what we should do is introduce the guest. <laughs> Yeah. Before the uh, before the sexual when you in those yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I think we do a lot of not introducing guests. We just oh, start yeah. talking, and then no one has any context. Fair so enough. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Well, this is our lovely guest Jay uh, Kalanen, um, who is a very funny comedian. He's been on the pod before on probably the most ADHD conversation. I think I was, that was the very first one, wasn't it? It was no, it wasn't the very, very, very first, first one. Of weeks. It was the first few apps. It was like the first five apps or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, my auntie, my aunt. Well, I have two aunties who are the only members of my family I allow to listen to my podcast, um, and uh, they loved you. My, my auntie Lizzie thought you were very interesting. And, oh, uh, she's single. Uh, <laughs> Martin asked the same thing, <laughs> and uh, he's a teacher, so um, not anymore. Uh, used to be just giving it up to the love of comedy now. 
Uh, I just realised I hate kids. <laughs> Have you ever? Is that, I don't <laughs> know if you know. Focus. I don't know if you know a lot about teaching. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> just take a stab at it. I know very little. Well, I don't know if you know a lot enough, but the kids are involved. Oh yeah, I mean they talk and everything. I mean, fuck. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's like thirty of them. It's anyway. It doesn't really matter, but <laughs> <laughs> just give it up. No. Um, oh yeah. No. And then we had your real estate agent walk in midway through. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is, that was cheap. Hot. That's happened like three times now, and every time we just kind of pulled the piss out of. Is the... it the same person? No. The <laughs> set, the third time was a different one. It was a different one from the real estate agent company, and yeah. she was much nicer and much funnier. And she kind of like, it's like... She just knocked on the door. Yeah. She knocked on the door and he ignored it first and foremost. We just carried on talking. Yeah. He was like, she's not at your door. And he's like, yeah, she just opened up. Oh, I'm here doing this. We just carried on the podcast. Yeah. And she just wandered around. It was just like absolutely no... Well, the third, the third <laughs> time that happened, I think you were there, maybe? No, I've never met you, real estate agent. Right. Well, the third time it happened, she walked in. It was a new one. And she was just like, oh, this is this apartment. I was told about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, she was just like, oh, yeah, you're that guy who has the, po- the, the yeah. podcast. I, I couldn't believe it, man. I was what, like listening because you kept a lot of it in the app, right? I like, didn't edit any no, of no, it out. No. It was no. so good. And, I, and I'm going, like, she's just wandering around. And we're like, hey, how you going? Can we go on a podcast or whatever it was? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's always to be good to be known as, oh, you're that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I know, I know. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know how it feels to be known amongst that, amongst a real estate agent company, but, you know. The talk of the office, mate. Talk of the office. Talk of the you're office. You're a scumbag among scumbags. Oh, man. Like, it's, it's honestly, and it's funny, like, yeah, she's, yeah, she was hot, man. She was. She wasn't too bad looking. I was quite. Yeah. I was quite impressed. I got added to I hit the a. At the time, but yeah, no, you're, <laughs> you're impressed by her genetics. Oh wow, it's her facial structure. I mean, it done it for me. You know that show. <laughs> you know that show we had that night. Yeah. It was the. It was the. Hey, we were on stage. Funniest five. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and we bumped into each other at the pretzel stand. God, fucking hell, we drew remember. Yeah. <laughs> and you were so pissed, yeah. and I was on so much drugs yeah and that same night i bumped into another chick who added me to a, a perth facebook singles page I saw the post which i was just trolling yeah which I was, like, who, who's this who, who added me and yeah this chick comes i did yeah I bumped into you while you were dressed as a dinosaur or something yeah <laughs> and like she was just like you just gave off real unicorn vibes and i'm like well i was dressed as a psychedelic unicorn yeah you know? yeah it i mean was perfect that, scenario man and then you had the chick at um this chick at the, 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 the pretzel stand, and we're like, we're both comedians. And she went, no. Yeah. You, you just tell us a joke, and you, you told her the most darkest jokes, and you burst into tears. Yeah. It was the joke about the um, about the suicidal girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my personal favourites. And she just went, sorry, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, it was so, kind some of... Some of Alex's jokes are closer to being war crimes, and they are... <laughs> Jokes, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, there was the joke. There was a joke. I, t- I sent you a message about and I was like, should I send you that? And he went, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> about the, the ex-girlfriend and the turkey earthquake. And she just went, yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, you know if I'm telling you not to use it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember being in the green room with you before a gong show. And you're like, I'm going to go out and say all this tonight. And I went, oh, my God. 
I had people in the back and I walked out to get a drink and I went, the next guy that's up, I said, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. If he sticks to what he said he's going to do, <laughs> you come third or something that night. Yeah, that was a, that, that was, was a night I polled with Darwin and Martin. Yeah. That was probably that's probably as high as my comedy career will ever go. I, I think I somehow pulled out a win. I know you pulled out a win, you pulled and out more like, than one win. I felt and like that, I crushed, and then you came on straight after me, and somehow did even better. I felt fantastic. Oh man, it, it is. I must admit, I was I did the Gong Show last Thursday, and Tom Barrett was on. You know the wheelchair guy. Oh yeah, uh, he come on and like I came fifth, he came fourth or something. And um, we were like, cool. And I went off going, oh, yeah, great. It was like nice to get to the finals. Yeah. He comes off and I'm expecting him to shake my hand and go, like, thanks. He just goes, how does it feel to lose to a disabled person? Oh, and, just, and just kept it moving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, thanks, dude. He's Cheers. such a savage, honestly. Oh, Complete savage. I just uh, went, you got to respect it. I, I, I ended up fist pumping him and going, dude, that was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even his carol was like, boom, this one. It was well, yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's just, just, well, you know what you should have said to him in return? And it's like, it's like, well, oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I just, just tell him, it's like, and it's like, well, at least I can still walk out of here. At least I can walk out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I don't know if I should have, but I remember one time we did the Degenerates, uh, the Degenerates, I don't know, comedy show. Have you done one of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and the first one with you, do I? Yeah. And then Tom, the wheelchair dude, was on just before me. And as he's leaving the stage, <laughs> I was like, they see me rolling. Oh, they hate it. Anyway, but he seemed to enjoy it. Uh. He, he just he just laps it up, man. I mean, I had like, oh, man, that, that the Degenerates podcast, when I said about, you should all, instead of Tinder, you should all join like a Facebook singles group because the unfiltered pictures make it look like the women have seen more action than Hellman Province. <laughs> and uh, at the end, some chick was just like, uh, yeah, my dad was in the war, thought it was really unfair that you said that. And blah, blah. <laughs> just, just well, like, someone listened someone to that could, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so, was this oh the show God. or the, the show? I was a drunk woman on stage oh, and not. she was like, and then, but she was like, my dad was, was and I, was, I said, oh, look, it was only a joke. And the boyfriend's like, get a life, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It was funny. I'm it's like, just words. That yeah. first show, I remember there was that there was that crowd of chicks to my right in the corner, one of whom I offended so badly she walked out. Did you hear what I said about the OnlyFans thing to her? Was that the same chick? The chick with purple hair? Yeah. Mm. She goes, she's like, oh, I'm straight out of Frio and you look like you're straight out of OnlyFans. <laughs> and like, her boyfriend was like, big dude, tattooed up. Like, yeah. He was there as well. I, was yeah. like, I went up the end, I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm a dickhead. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. take it. Yeah, we like, say whatever comes to our mind. Like, yeah, no li- li- and literally she goes, was that not like planned? I went, no, I just saw you and went, purple hair, probably watched you in a porn. <laughs> and that's a close enough of a link. And that was close yeah. enough of a link for me yeah. to, um, to 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 go for it. But has as you has your shows been going at Fringe? Uh, the first uh, two shows were fantastic. The third show was kind of weird because we sold two tickets, but we Chill. still yeah we but like we brought all the comedians in close and the staff and yeah. the guests and yeah. the and the audience. And we kind of salvaged like a really fun night from it. We just kind of said the darkest shit that could possibly come to our mind. I think I made a joke which was like uh, the women who started the Me Too movement were um, were kind of a little bit selfish in terms of... <laughs> so, An insane premise. Well, it, I just feel like now I've missed my opportunity yeah. 
to suck off Harvey Weinstein for an entertainment career. <laughs> so, like... And it's like, I understand he's a piece of shit and that they deserve to speak out yeah. against him, but now I'm never going to get that same opportunity. And I never... <laughs> I never would have ratted him out if I'd gotten an do, entertainment career. Do you ever though. feel like when people complain about your comedy that, that, like, when people go off and that's a bit over the top or whatever, you're like, I'm actually talking about subjects that, that need to be spoke about. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm pulling the piss out of them in, in quite a spectacular fashion. But I sort of sit there, when people complain to me, like I've had Americans complain because I rip Americans on stage sometimes, and I just go, okay, I'm talking about subjects that need to be spoke about. I went on and I talked about um, going on a date with an American girl at the, uh, the last show I did on Saturday and said that um, I went on a date with this American girl, she wasn't very happy and asked me, to ask her, is there anything I'd like to know about America? And I said, yeah, why don't you have more earthquakes? Because the fat people ruin the tectonic plates that are in the States. <laughs> and, um, and and everyone was just like, "She." I got off stage. She went, I, I thought that was really, really offensive to Americans. I'm like, you've got an obesity problem. Like, if don't, yeah, it's a fact. For people that bring it up, it's, it's, it's not, you know. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's yeah, man, I don't know. But the, you weren't there at the gong show on Thursday, were you? No, I'm here no. at this gong show this Thursday. I'm going to try to see if I can get on this Thursday. Christian said a joke just before I come on that just fucking... And he, he said that Josh Durkin made it. He's like, Josh Durkin told me this joke. And he reckoned it was too harsh for state. But I'm going to say it anyway. And he's like, the Me Too movement, you know. With all these animals, and technically all animal sex is rape anyway. Especially when I do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. But then actually Chris wrote that joke. Chris wrote it. Yeah, yeah Chris wrote it. But mm. I think that's the tag on that bit. Yeah. He does it every time Durkin's on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, honestly, man, it was so funny. And I was just like, I was in the back going, I've got to follow up now with this. I think we should have Durkin on the pod because I think he's really come into his own as a comic now. Yeah, he really has. He's like, he, he yeah. gets funnier and funnier every time I see him. And not only that, he feels like he's more confident on stage. But I kind of get like the, I have this very... I remember Sean, Sean Frenario saying to me, he's like, Alex, it just seems like you don't give a fuck. You seem so confident. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm a nervous fucking wreck. It's like, I hate myself and I am uh, so nervous in everything I do. And he was like, really? That's not the vibe you give off. And I'm like, Sean, I'm convinced that everyone hates me. Even people I have good interactions with, I'm like, they fucking hated me. And with Josh Durkin, that is amplified to 10. Oh, man, he, he is like, I, I go to him like, how do you go on stage and, and act so confident? He goes, dude, he goes, I just go out and grin at everybody. He goes, I don't care if they all hate me. Fuck them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm like, and then you get like, and I was talking to Wolfie, and I said to Wolfie, how do, you, how do you go out on stage and just go, he goes, I don't want to come out and greet everyone, so I'll just come out and go, ah! <laughs> and it just works. It just goes. He was like, but I was on, I was on stage, just at the gong show. It was Mick, and I said, it was either Mick or Chris Shields. I said something to both of them. I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I haven't took my ADHD meds. I'm feeling quite energetic and sort of like, oh, I can't, perfect. I can't sit still. And Mick just looked at me really calmly and went, exploit it, like some <laughs> sort of godfather. And I went, I went, okay. So literally, like, I'm, I'm in the back just bouncing around and like, I think, who was it was out there? It was, it was Chris Shields. And Chris Shields is like, dude, you okay? I'm like, you yeah, know, cool, fine. Like, I'm normally quite just relaxed about the whole thing. And I, I, it was, it was fucking madness, but, but in a good way, you know, but in a good way. And I, I, 
yeah, I mean, I did a, I supported a, a guy at Fringe as well from Adelaide, which was the weirdest fucking show ever. Oh, brilliant! But he, he's a doctor from Adelaide, a child psychologist that does contract work for Fiona Stanley, but he's a comedian. So I was like, okay, cool. And then I get there, and he's like, I've got fifteen people coming tonight. It's like a, it, so it was a very. Um, in the next show, like he had a projector and he was talking about certain videos and stuff and then taking them in. And I come on to support him beforehand. What I didn't realise was every single person in the audience was a psychiatrist. So I get there and start ripping and nothing I said was funny to them at all. And I'm like... Oh, that's the best. And the guy goes to me, the guy's just like, yeah, dude. Um, like at the end, he's like, were you expecting that? I said, you didn't tell me every single member of the audience you knew and also that they were all in the medical profession. Well, but how would you change your material? For but, that, but that's the thing. Like, as I said to him, I said, here's my TikTok. Go through my material and tell me what you reckon. And he come back and went, fantastic, love it. Let's lock it in. I'm like, cool, <laughs> no worries. Fantastic. Thinking, oh, he's going to have a variety of different people. The first lady come in who had seen a couple of your shows at Fringe, she's like, is there any swearing in any of your comedy? And he goes, I will adapt it just for you, some old lady. And he looked at me and he went, can you adapt yours? I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, can you try it? I went, I can try, but it's not going to be funny if I don't swear. Yeah. And he went, okay, that could be a problem. He goes, just roll with it. I went, okay, cool. And, like, it was, and I was filming my part for, on, on a TikTok live. And I left my phone there and forgot. And he got really angry at me because I was like, I'd left my phone recording. And he's like, no, dude, like, people are paying to see this. I took the phone away. I was like, all right, cool. Fucking sorry. It was just for me. So I can go back and actually recoup my own yeah. material and critique myself. And he's like, oh, as long as you're not filming me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not filming you. I was like, whoa, dude. Hmm. But my first money I've ever earned for supporting someone, ever. Oh, was awesome. like, and who were you supporting again? Dr. Kim Lee Wars War on Wellbeing. I mean, the clue is in the name. Hmm. <laughs> Do you know Dr. what I mean? Dr. Kim Lee. Dr. Kim Lee. Nice guy though, very nice guy. Sounds very Asian. Mm. He's very Asian. Oh. He's so Asian. Like, um, but, <laughs> Does he have a rice paddy? I think he's got a rice field, to be honest. Um, oh, speaking, yeah. speaking of Asians, I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Asians, I've seen my this, co-host. I've seen this really funny thing in America, uh, where like apparently there was this underground slave market run by Filipino immigrants in America, <laughs> which. Great bit, you know, of like, like coming to America, coming to a country which professes its absolute freedom, but also has a uh, very guess. tricky history with slavery, and uh, and then importing your own culture of slavery into the place. I've never, I you know, like I've never wanted to ever go on stage and talk about, for example, trans rights as much as I do now. But I'm always where like wary about doing it obviously when other comedians are on that are very supportive of that. I'm supportive of it just for the record but I went on and watched the Sam Smith video a couple of days ago because there was uproar about it I was like I want to hear what the what I want to see what the big uproar is about hmm. come on you know great whatever whatever I saw nothing if you don't like it don't fucking watch it man hmm. you know like yeah. if you don't like if you don't like trans comedy don't watch transgender comedians. Mm. Like, well, I, here, here's the thing where Sam Smith kind of went astray. I couldn't really give a fuck about him. No, me neither. But you need to understand, if you want to be woke and things yeah. like that, there's nothing 
there's nothing wrong with that. No. But, like, you need to understand, people people only have so much patience for certain things. I agree, man. Yeah. It's like, you can't be fat, gay, yeah. non-binary, yeah. and a Satanist all yeah. at once, okay? <laughs> or you can be, but you need to be hot as well. Yeah. It's like, dude, pick one thing, pick and one maybe thing. you'll be able... Like, it's like, okay... It's like maybe fat and gay, yeah. um, but like now you're non-binary and a Satanist. It's like, dude, like you can't expect people to be on board for all. Well, this is softly spoken as well. Like I'm watching this dude going, and he's in like a really seductive, like video where there's like I don't know if it's seductive. Like, I think well, it, no, well, I think it put my penis it, back it inside of me watching it. Yeah. As a teenager, I have had danger wanks over worse things than that. Like while my parents have been downstairs. Oh like, yeah, but when you're a teenager, <laughs> you can crank it out to anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, like with terrestrial TV. I mean, it's a little a bit soft like, porn video. Exactly. On, like, it's a little bit like like Muslims seeing a woman's ankle. Like you're probably just like <laughs> just fucking. <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing. Like you don't force shit on people. Like I, I, I'm like, if you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. You know what well, I mean? the other like, thing is, it's like to be publicly offended by anything because, like, I see on TikTok, you know that comedian Isaac Butterfield. I saw it. I know what you're going to say. Well, yeah. I won't say what he said in particular, yeah. but like for people to people for people to go out and then make reaction videos saying, or it's like, oh, he is a closeted racist. He is a closeted homophobe. Yeah. He is this. He is that. It's like you. He might be all of those things. But you are a bitch. Like that's that's what you yeah. are for complaining about yeah, something. People, but like, but see, he even brings up situations where he made a joke about the the, the bouncy castle thing in Tasmania when the bouncy the kids blew away in the bouncy castle. But like, great bit. You know the bit I'm talking about. I think about. so. Yeah. And, and but you're like, no one was talking about that in the media until he brought it up. And the fact that he brought it up in such a bad way. Everyone went right. We need to talk about it. Yeah. So he, in, 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 in hindsight, his job as a comedian is done. Yeah. Like he, he's gone and set out what he, what he intended. The, the, the TikToker, for example, where I saw the clip where you're referring to about him, they haven't got rid of the clip. They've got rid of the sound, and it's yeah. like. Like, does it matter? People could get subtitles and see what he's saying. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it was really. It's also it's still on YouTube. Yeah. Which I know YouTube is a forgotten fucking thing <laughs> at forgotten this point. TikTok, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's still very much a relevant fucking thing. It's like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I people were going like I saw the trout video in Tasmania. The lady that got the trout. And, I never no. saw the whole video. I, I saw the whole video, dude. And I can't believe, right, that that's in Australia and not America, to be honest. Like I know. America, like people, I saw it straight away and went, it has to be American. Then I heard their accents and went, no. Fuck, yeah. Okay. That's how you catch a trout. That's, that's the you, only yeah. bit I got. She's getting it on, like, like getting really into it. Oh. Like, like, had that, like, what did the scale scrape the inside of your vagina? But the husband's filming it. And I'm thinking, how bad must your sex life be? That you're getting off on, fil- not just getting off on it, but filming your misses. Getting, I, like, I was talking to a friend about this recently in terms of back, because this reminds me of something. I went over to a mate's place recently, and he's just broken up from his boyfriend. 
Yeah. And apparently they broke up because, like, their sex life has gone to shit, yada, yada, yada. And he's bought a load of trout, or...? Well, no. <laughs> but, like, I was helping him move his shit out, yeah. basically. And I had to go through the bedroom. And apparently the reason, a big reason why they their sex life has gone to shit is because the boyfriend can't stop masturbating, like, twice a day and, like, using, like, just preposterously sized dildos. And I walked past, and I was, like, helping them lift it. And I saw the size of the dildos, and it's like... Well, of course your sex life would go to shit if that's what you're competing with. If that's what you're... Yeah, if that's what you're competing with. It reminds me of when I was at Bodyguard. When I was a security bodyguard, we had to go to... Um, obviously, everybody in Western Australia knows the Bernies, the serial killers, right? Yeah. We had to go to um, a house of one of their... The, the lady that survived, right? Their final victim who got away. And she's obviously crazy. And she's like, she was admitted to Greylands. And I went into her room because she'd smashed every window and we had to go in there with contractors. So if anyone came back, we'd defend them. So they're going in and they're glazing out windows. And I opened the cupboard just to make sure she wasn't hiding in there or anything. And there were sex toys, right? And the sex toys were lined up colour coordinated and in size order. Now, if this lady has used any of these, holy fucking shit. I couldn't believe it. There was there was colours there was colours of the rainbow I didn't even know existed. Like it was just and I'm going like, and you sympathise with the woman because obviously you went through she went for a horrific ordeal, but you're like not horrific enough to obviously drop yourself off regularly. Yeah. But she had, but like, and then the husband, yourself her, her husband turned up <laughs> midway through, and I'm like, oh, you know, sorry, mate, we're doing this, that, and the other. And I asked, are you two together still? She's like, no. He goes, no. And I was like, um, okay, like, do you know who she was? He goes, I only found out who she was when something about the Bernie Killers ended up on TV one night. And I went, how long into the relationship? Yes, we had two kids by this point. I'm like, imagine like you you find out your missus is, she goes, because she got renamed and everything. And I was like, fuck, dude, like, it's pretty bad. And then I'm obviously guiding him around the house and everything. And I'm like, like my colleagues in one of the rooms just closes the door with all the sex toys. I was like, you don't need to see them. Like, it was just the most awkwardest thing ever. I thought you were going to say... Uh Oh, did you know about all these sex toys? And he's going to be like, yeah, mate, these are mine. <laughs> it's actually mine. We, Oh, man, we, you go into some situations, man, where you're just like, fucking wow. Like, mm. Yeah, like, absolute wow. But I went to a, um, I did a comedy show on Saturday night with Chris, do you know Chris Eaton? Comedian? Mm, yes. I only, I only met him Saturday night and he invited me down to do a show at the Leopold Hotel. Mm. So I went down. Never heard of it. Leopold Hotel on Kenny Highway. I've never heard of it. Um, it's the quietest pub I've ever been in on a Saturday night. Great, great gig. And me, Ziggy, Chris Shields, like all the uh, sort of comedians that weren't really doing much fringe were there. And um, I got on like <laughs> Chris Shields got on stage. As he got on stage, half the audience got up and left. And me and Ziggy, I'm like second to last. Ziggy's like the headline act. And I've just sort of gone, looked at Ziggy and gone, we've got to pull this back, dude. And he just went... Yeah, and it was the most challenging gig I've ever done. But it was spare in a moment. I did it on like a night's notice. Like I was like, yeah, it'll be all right, it'll be fine. But it was. I do believe you've got to pick your demographics wisely when when you're in. That's why the, that's why the comedy lounge is so easy, purely because there's such a wide array of people there. And there's also so many. Oh yeah, and if you're going to make twenty five percent of them laugh, it's not so bad. So, yeah, it's tough when you make twenty five percent laugh and there's four people in the audience. Yes, that's a challenge. But 
I always get put off at a comedy lounge when there's someone in the front row that dislikes you and will make it absolutely obvious that they dislike you. I just don't look at them. <laughs> I spit at them. No, <laughs> no, it's um, no. So you, you guys on this podcast, because you said you said this this person in particular fancies mine. You should really be like a phone in. Phone in. <laughs> well, I could call them up now. <laughs> I don't. Get on it. <laughs> well. I mean, listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna force Martin to do gay shit, but it'd be very good bit. It'd be entertaining. I also, I, I also I, thought of a bit. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd assist you, not physically, obviously. But I'd assist you. Just like emotionally. Emotionally, I can do emotion. I can do gay Josh. Gay Josh. Yeah. Who's that? Oh, just my. Uh, you know, my your alter, roommate, my alter ego. Your alter ego. <laughs> you named your gay alter ego. Yeah, we all have a gay alter ego. Hi, my name's Josh. You may not know me, but uh... <laughs> I was thinking as a, of a comedian. Speaking of alter egos, I was thinking of a bit. I feel like this would be great in like a. I want to like film like a comedy YouTube documentary. Yeah. Where like there's a guy with multiple personality disorder. Oh, that'd be funny. But <laughs> the a personality has taken over. And it's this personality is lovely, charming, yeah. like a friend to all men, a really, really, really good person. Yeah. But it's not his true personality. Yeah. And he has to explain that to people. It's like this <laughs> this isn't like this is the personality that's in control. It's in control like nearly ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. It's like it is who I am on a day to day basis. And then they were like, Well, what was the original personality like? Well, the original personality was a racist, sexist, homophobe. And uh So this is reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like I feel like that would be very fun as a What happens if one of your personalities is a pedophile, but then you are not that personality? That does not gonna hold up in court. <laughs> your honour. <laughs> I think yeah, you'll find on no. this particular day, Your Honour, that personality I wasn't inclined to be. No, yeah, but yeah. they find it on your laptop and you're like, no, that was gay Josh. That was gay. He's gay, the one into gay, the boys. Gay Josh is the one you need to arrest. <laughs> no, I, oh, man, it's, yeah. It, it will be, it will be, I mean, I jumped down off the stage once during a gig at the Comedy Lounge. I think it might have been Gong Show. And you killed and some people in the front row. Oh, I mean, Listen, I'm just very well insulated, all right? Um, I would... I, I think jumping down from the stage, anyone would kill someone. Especially my size. Especially uh, at the gong show where they're right up close to right, the stage. But, like, this this chicken, I was doing the whole Uber get, like, the, the Uber joke, and, like, I went, are you guys together? And it was, like, so hit and miss. So there was a seat between them. So I jumped off the stage and sat between them and went, tell us your relationship problem. Turned out they'd recently broken up and they were trying to recap their marriage. And I just fucking happened to pick on them too. And at the end... That's great content. At the end, she's like... At the end, she's like... Because she, she goes, were you really a policeman? I went, yes. And then she goes, I said, were you really like on the verge of like divorce? And she goes, yes. <laughs> and I went... And then they went home together holding hands. I was walking down the alleyway of the comedy and I was going, my work here is done. Contact me for more. Uh, you should become a marriage class. therapist. Can you imagine walking into like a marriage therapy like console room and I'm sitting there? <laughs> you do a U turn and walk out and go, not for me, thanks. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit like when I say I'm a policeman. People go, really? <laughs> and just like at the this comedy is lounge, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what Brexit's done. Just like at the lounge, like they're sitting in the two chairs and then you're on the table and then you jump <laughs> off. And sit in between them. Oh, honestly, it was literally, I just saw the seat, saw my moment and went, I'm fucking doing this. Like, this, mm. this is going to happen. I think even like, 
pretty sure Gavin Baskerville was the host with Chris that night. Even he was like, at the end, he went, didn't hear him just jump off the stage. And I was like, it just can't even happen. I don't know. Like, it just, it was, yeah, it was okay. You met, like, the ex, the ex-partner that night at the principal stand as well. That was the ex-partner? Yeah, she's, oh. she's, she's, she's gone now. You she's, blew her out I've and then kicked, you left her behind. I've, I've kicked her to the curb. Man. Kept her to the curb. She's probably listening to this podcast when it goes live, eh? I mean, I know for a fact that one of my, two of my exes stalked me. Uh, because you sound like you're really like you know it's really concerning you. One of them, <laughs> one of them. He yes. loves the attention. Uh, I mean, I do love the attention. Don't get me wrong. But one of them, yes, uh, because um, I would totally fuck them again in a heartbeat. And in the same sense, though, I would like immediately crack open a bottle of champagne if they died. Like I would, I would be the first person to celebrate. There's that. only one ex that I would, I think, quite honestly. Would, and you've heard me make all the Kelmscott jokes. She lived in Kelmscott. I don't know a lot about Perth suburbs. Are those okay? I don't really either. I just know that was a suburb I lived in, so I make a point of making a real big joke about it. And um, it's because I lived there with her. So I'm like, everything I talk about has good context. I'm like, you know, going to going to these shows and doing this stuff um you know uh there's there's a there's an illness sweeping 95 percent of the children in kelm's got a new strain of add it's called all different dads <laughs> and um and i said that to the, the the team of psychiatrists and they didn't see the funny side of it. and i thought they would given that they were all like in the black profession and um they just literally i expected an array of like, like i get with the uber gag i've got nothing I was like, oh. I feel like sometimes getting no response at all is even better than getting a great response. Yeah. The best kind of response to get is a delayed response. When they finally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a joke, which is where it was like, I, I haven't used this on stage yet, but I have this joke, which I feel like will get a delayed response because it's like, it's like you can get an F, you can get a faggot word pass, an F word pass by... <laughs> by fucking a dude and then like and then i go on and it's like it's like now i'm i'm curious to know this like i just want to i just want to establish the rules i've no interest in taking advantage of these rules but i just want to get the rules established right yeah um if you fuck a black guy can you get like a two for one pass (laughs) i've no interest in using it but i just want to know the standards and rules around it we had like do you ever remember and and in fairness I would. I just want to clarify. In fairness, I would never use this, but I know someone who was sleeping with a black dude at the time, and she asked him, "When you're fucking me, can I call you?" Yeah. And like, I wouldn't even ask that of someone, but apparently he was okay with it. And I'm like, that is. Someone's giving. If you're giving yourself up to someone, like. First off, if you're if you're tasting each other's genitals, you're yeah. already past the if, point. If, if where someone if someone sat around to me and went, "Can I call you a ginger cunt during sex or something?" I'd probably go, "All right." 
Yeah. We're past the point of niceties. So yeah. Why, why not just yeah. go for it? You've already let me blast You've inside already, of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm blasting inside you on a regular basis. Yeah. So why, why, it, mm. We did say this it would be an ADHD ridden fucking podcast. Yeah. We've gone for about 19 yeah. different subjects. But all different dads. All different dads, man. All different, all different dads. dads. Mm. And then, you know, you've got the mothers meeting and they've got their strain of ADD, all different dicks. So all I'm different dicks. Yeah. 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 But, um, but it, 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 honestly, man, it's... Do you ever find as well, when you're watching some comedians who don't really get a good laugh or a good reaction, do you ever find that when you watch them, you find them quite funny? Yes. Like, there was a lot of comedians that were on Saturday that weren't getting any sort of, like, kickback from the audience. I got laughs, which I was pleased about, because it didn't look promising up to the point of me going on stage. But, like, all the people that, like, would be deemed not funny, I guess, because no one's laughing, I actually find hilarious. Oh, it's, it's weird. It goes to show you, more than anything else, that you can blame the audience sometimes, because audiences are so changing. 100%. It's like there's never yeah. like I'm trying to think I'm challenging someone to a joke which is like where there's this incredibly there's this person they're very woke but they're not very judgmental of yeah. people who aren't woke thank yeah. God but like they've challenged me it's like listen I know your sense of humor I don't think you can come up with a joke that is like at the borderline of my level of offensive but also funny and I've like I take this as a serious personal oh, yeah. challenge. Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. And I'm like, no, I'm going to come up with something, bitch. Yeah. I'm going to say something which will make you question yourself, but yeah. also will make you laugh. But I've questioned, like, like with Fringe, when you go on Fringe and you look at the Fringe reacts, like, during Fringe, I make that an everyday thing. I'm like, I go on and see how everybody's doing. Yeah. And some, some of the people are hilarious, whose shows I've seen and whose content I know, and people are on there absolutely ripping them. Mm. And it's like, what were you expecting? Like, if you've watched this, but I go to a comedy show now, I'll research the comedian. Mm. I'll look at their TikTok. I'll look at their YouTube. And I'll go, am I going to like this person's content? I think that already puts you above the average consumer. Yeah. I I feel like the average audience member isn't necessarily the smartest person. Yeah, I I think you've also got to be... I mean, Saturday night is a proven point. No one really got my... Because I, I was talking about TikTok, I was talking about day in the life videos and how I don't agree with day in the life videos. And I sort of went, you all fucking watch them. You all know what I'm talking about. And everyone was like, there's a young girl at the back green. I said, you know, you always get the woman, the girl in mining. Come and get rid of, come and get ready with me while I'm on a mine site. You might as well be saying, I'm a rich bitch. Fuck the rest of you. And, um, which is, is true. And then she's like, oh, I'm just going to see one of my four boyfriends I've got on site. And, uh, here I am. And then they're trying to detract from what they're actually doing. Oh, look, there's a little lizard. Or look, there's a little duck. The thing that really gets me is people in America that do it. Like the guy that sets a tripod up in his fucking bedroom, gets him back into bed. And then gets up and he's like, this is how I start my day. Hey, hey, my name's Oscar. Common day in the life of a banker on Wall Street. I'm just going down to the gym that's in my apartment block, which I pay $1,500 a week for. And Mm. I'm going to go, and he'll be on like a treadmill filming himself. And then like there'll be a dog being walked on the street. And he'll turn and go, oh, look, a little dog. Oh, great. Anyway, back to my, like it's a regular thing. And you're like, no, fuck you, man. No way. Like, and then... I think even worse... It's also... It's also no, sorry, you got mine. I was just going to say, even worse, I hate when people are like, look, I'm giving money to the homeless. I'm such a good yeah, exactly. person. such a good person. Fuck mm. off. Yeah. Like, but how many people did they go through and they didn't get the reaction they wanted and yeah. they're like, 
Nah, sorry, dude. I'm not giving you the money. Hey. Yeah, it's fucked, man. Maybe, maybe we could create like our own spoof YouTube-like series. <laughs> like, we could create our own spoof, our own like take on it, which is where like the real day for an investment baker, and it's like yeah. I wake up, I start with two lines of coke. Yeah, you know, it's literally. like I head to the office, I smoke a joint in the toilet. Yeah. It's like I I finger the secretary and uh, I, I finger my secretary and then eat out my mate's secretary. <laughs> but the chick I'm seeing at the moment is a lawyer, right? And she like watches these videos. And there was one day in the life of an American lawyer, and she goes, "I categorically tell you now, that's not a lawyer's average day." She goes, "It just isn't. Like it's not." She goes, "I'm stressed all the time." And oh, she goes, for oh, sure. Because I'm in family law as well, which is just the fucking worst. But, like, man, I was watching a nun, a day in the life of a Catholic nun, on TikTok. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then someone put in a comment, which I thought was great, but they're just doing this in an effort to make young people closer to God, which I can't wait to blow because the Catholic priest done a fantastic job of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very interesting that we all have different, like, shit that's been... Like, I get no day in the life videos. Yeah. I get it. I, I go and make a point. And I also, people that do live videos, and, and, and probably more, I'm going to sound like a right, my, my inner Andrew Tate's going to come out here, and I don't mean it to, but like the chicks that have got like boob tubes on and like active wear, and they're like in the kitchen cooking food or something, and they've got like a fucking 4,000 people watching them, and they're not doing anything. Mm. And like they come on and they're like, oh no, I'm not going to do a 360, you know, in, on camera unless you gift me. Mm. And it's like, that's the world we're now fucking living in. Like, yeah. And, and I comment and go, you have no fucking brains, yeah. right? That's why you're doing 12s on camera for fucking a couple of cents a time. Like, oh, fuck, I mean, in fairness to them, I would do that if anyone was willing to. Oh, look, oh, look, look, I'd fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. No one is you willing can't. to see a fat, overweight ginger guy, like, fucking do. Don't say that. Well, maybe if you wear a boob tube, you haven't tried. Maybe if yeah. I get my tits out. Jay, yeah, Jay totally. if you were willing to explore your sexuality, come for a night out with me. <laughs> I guarantee you, I will find you so many gay guys who will want oh, you I to spent, fuck. I spent 15 minutes with you in Northbridge, and I felt like that was a night out because I just felt like we went through so much together. Yeah. It was like in the moment, when he left me that night, I actually got quite emotional. <laughs> the moment is the alcohol, the fact that we had gone through to so many subjects in about 15 minutes. Yeah. That chick, that chick wanted your phone number. At the pretzel stand. No, like, she, she didn't. She was well into you. Well, she she liked my comment because I I did I did my uh, my poem trick where like rather than pay for my own food at the end of the night, if I have my joke book on there, I'll write them a poem, and if they like the poem, they can I'll rip the page out of the book and they can keep it. Um, but they have to pay for my food. Yeah. And I did that trick on her, and she liked the poem and paid for my pretzel, and um, which was which was great. Did she but, taste your pretzel? No. Well, I was, I was on psychedelic. I was salty. on psychedelic, so like I was hardly like they wanted to come in for a cuddle and a photo, and it's just freaking me out. I'm like, I've given you the poem, get right. away from me. Right. He looked like he, yeah, honestly, man, I could have been a dragon to him that night. Like, yeah, it was just fucking. I, I, and she, but like <laughs> she loved my comment like after the poem when they're coming in for a photo because I the way I needed to get them to write a like a poem was it's like I needed to learn a bit about them. So I yeah. asked the two girls, like, tell me something about each other that you think. Yeah. And then, like, one commented on her friend's boobs and the other one commented there. And then at the end of it, she was like, yeah, I don't have very... You know, I got tiny boobs. And I just said to her, darling, 
I've never seen a pair of boobs I didn't like. And she was just like, that's the most, that's the most lovely thing I've ever heard you, uh, anyone say ever. And I was like, yep, never seen a pair of tits I didn't like, darling. But it is, it, it, it is, it's, it's, oh, fuck, man, people are, people are pricks, man. Like, people are just, I've, I've gone in, like, to the, like, when I've been on stage and I've gone into the comedy lounge, I've seen in the green room and there'll be someone really fucking up on stage. And I've heard people walking around. I'm not going to name these people, but people are going to go, fuck this shit. I hope they get off stage. And I'm like, wow. God, I dread to think what people say about me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, like, fuck, uh, honestly, it's, um, but yeah, no, man. So who did you have on your, sta- um, on your Degenerates stage when you were... The Friends show? Yeah. People have got to stop saying it's my show. David Morgan Brown used my brand. It's his show. Oh, okay. It wasn't your show. Yeah. I didn't know that. All and right. first off, he didn't even ask. He was just like, do you have an image of your podcast thing I could use? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I found out he was making it the picture and the title for the friend show. And I'm not complaining about it. I loved it. It was free publicity. It was it was a great, great you could, time. You could sue him though. But I wouldn't because I know, I, I know I, a lawyer. He's got no money to take. Yeah. But like I love the bit of just like I'm just going to It's such a degenerate thing to do. It's such a David Morgan Brown thing to do. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a David Morgan Brown thing to do. Yeah. And it was so funny and uh I, I was really honored that he wanted to use it, but like so bizarre. Because I saw it and I was like, I'd normally hear about this. Like, you'd mm. normally contact me and go, hey, man, you're supposed to do the piece or whatever. And I got nothing. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And then you're like, oh, show went all right. I was like, oh, yeah, nice. Because I didn't hear about it. No. But it was... Because it wasn't my show. Yeah. It was just my brand. It was just your brand. And every, the, the entire time... You're franchising now, man. Yeah. <laughs> Leasing my franchise. Yeah. But, like, the entire time during the show, Chris was like... Chris was like, okay, Alex, shall we... No, I'm doing a terrible South African accent. He'd be like, be like, all right, Alex, can I... Are we kicking off the show? And I was like, it's not my fucking show. Ask David. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Chris right. Chris suddenly sounds quite camp the way you just described yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, less racist, you know. <laughs> He's lived here for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if he had lived here for a long time, he'd probably end up more racist, you know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> What do you reckon is the most racist part of W? Um, sorry, not WA Australia. I say Queensland. I yeah, I'd say certain parts of WA, man. Yeah, certain parts yeah, of WA. Yeah, but what about what Tasmania did? Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, oh. yeah I was forgotten that, mate. Yeah, give it times. Yeah, <laughs> it's also it's like we didn't leave anyone alive there, so it's not like there's anyone to be racist to now. No, like I've never. Like, yeah, like people it's a little bit like saying it's like oh Hitler's an anti-Semite, and it's like well he wouldn't be anti-Semitic if he could finish the job, and then it's like there's nothing to be anti-Semitic to. We went we went to Japan years ago for a like, wedding, my uncle's wedding. I told you this on the podcast. My granddad had Parkinson's disease and couldn't travel. Deeply Parkinson-riddled Irishman. So we get a, 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 like a, a camera set up in the room in England to go. We're going to talk. We're going to. You could give a message to everyone. It was going to be broadcast on a big overhead projector in Tokyo. We went over for the um, thing, and he sits there. And we leave the room, and he carries on talking to camera, but he starts talking about Pearl Harbor, <laughs> and like we didn't know. So suddenly, my uncle's translating everything that's being said. Gets a little bit about Pearl Harbor, and just suddenly stops. And there's like four hundred Japanese people going, "What's he saying?" Yeah, and they got Pearl Harbor, and everyone just went, "Oh, like, <laughs> living in the past, man." But no, I, I, I'd, I'd say actually, I'd, I'd go as far as saying Queensland. 
Mm. I'd go as far as saying Queensland being most. Mind places. you, who what, what was it? Was it Melbourne or Sydney that had the Cronulla riots? That was Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, up, 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 Cronulla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that what? was that was why why was that? I mean, I'm gonna pretend I, like I like I've I have no clue. I have Some, no clue. Something happened. And yeah. it just it sparked off like it. It caused some problems for some people. Also, I've heard. You know. I mean, riots generally do, but I mean, I, I just. I, I mean, there was looting. There was all sorts of shit happening. <laughs> like it was just real bad. I remember being at the London riots in 2011. I was I was police on a riot line, and that was a guy who was shot dead by police, and it sparked 11 days of rioting over multiple different cities. Like I was going out in the morning and going on a riot line all over London, and then we were like, uh, and then I'd get home and think, right, I've done an eleven-hour day, great, no problem. I'd have an hour's sleep and I'd be sent back out again because they got intelligence that somewhere else in the city was being targeted, and they were people for I got burnt, it was, I got fucking hit in the head with bricks and like bad stuff, all because police shot dead a guy. Like it went on for that. Like, and it was like department stores like Dick Smith, like similar to Dick Smith, JV Sports, like, were getting looted. And there was people like, I walked out at one point, I'm on a right line, you weren't allowed to arrest anybody, you just had to try and keep everybody cornered in. There was a guy walking past a pair of TNs, like, that it just like looted for a full locker, hands them to me, and it's like, Merry Christmas, and just kept walking. And like he got arrested, I had to go to court and actually go. Yeah, this guy handed me the uh, handed me the shoes. But and unfortunately, that. I've already sold them. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they've gone for a bag. No, <laughs> but it was. Oh, I man. lost them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It, yeah. Imagine how pissed he would have been at the court. He was like, oh, "I fucking gave you those, yeah, and you ratted me. You were good, man. What are you fucking doing, yeah, man?" <laughs> No, yeah. I, was, I man, I. It's I, like you only. It's like I gave you those shoes because you only bashed that guy over the head twice. Yeah, you didn't use excessive yeah, was, force. Man, honestly, I was. I just. I, it's funny because I said to the, the, the chick I'm seeing, I'm like, "Who's your favourite comedian in Perth?" Like, because she's been to see a few shows and whatever. And she goes, "I have to say," and I'm, I'm like getting all keen, going, oh, "Please tell me it's me. Please tell me it's me." She goes, "I have to say, Corey White." <laughs> I just went, "Great." <laughs> so she says. He's just got the look, you know, he's got the charisma, he's got this, he's got that. So I'm going, okay, cool, do you want to know anything else about him? Like, she goes, oh, you know, I, she goes, have you met him? I went, yes, multiple times. <laughs> and she's like, such a cool guy. You know, I really want to hear more from him. I'm like, oh, I really want to put you in touch about your Facebook. Like, so I was like, oh, great, yeah, thanks, fucking. I, I did match with someone on Hinge, uh, and then they were like, do you know Wolfie? I want to meet him. <laughs> I get honestly like I get that I, I've had the I've had the do you know Joe White and I go yes and I've had the do you know Wolfie but, but in conversation but I then I'm matching with someone though <laughs> yeah and then I screenshotted that and I sent it to him and he's like that's a catfish trying to get the last of what I have left <laughs> fucking hell I would love to I couldn't believe I watched some of his early stuff on YouTube and he's like hi my name's Wolfie Andrew Wolf. I'm, a, I'm, a, um, I'm an accountant I couldn't imagine that guy doing my have you accounting. listened to his podcast no I want it's great to. Is it's it, really good really, will it take you on a journey it will <laughs> he's, he's manic yeah I, but the you whole, say go on I was just going to say the whole pod feels like uh, the co-host is trying to like reel him in that's like the whole yeah it's like he's an, a fish that's like impossible to catch, and he's yeah. just well, anyway, I, amazing guy. I just go. I, I just. You know what really frustrates me is more of that's not 
online. Like I, I love watching Delby. I love watching Morphe. I love when Morphe supported Jim Jeffrey. That's fantastic. I love watching Nemo. Like, like fantastic comedians. And then like you go online, and, and they've got people like Jake Paul online. Honestly, I know he's well renowned, right? I had a bottle of Prime a couple of days ago. It tastes like horse piss. Yeah, it tastes horrible. It tastes okay. fucking revolting. And I'm like. The world's going mad for this drink. Like it's it's fantastic marketing. That's all it is. Oh, that, that's that's all it is. And like yeah. they go in and they've managed some of the marketing. It's like you go into a cold. I don't know if you see the clip. And they're in like a cold summer over east. Mm. And you've got like Logan Paul drinking a bottle of Prime, but KSI's drinking a bottle of Prime down by his crotch. Mm. And it looks like he's sucking him off. And I'm just like, and they found it absolutely hilarious. It's got millions and millions of likes. Neither of them two are funny. I know they're not. That's not their intention for being online, but I'm like, I don't understand why they have such a following because I don't find either of them interesting. This is what I mean when people say it's like, oh, you know, we could. It's like the shot at fame is so uh, the shot of like success and entertainment is such a long shot, and it's like it is, it is, it genuinely is a long shot. Yeah. But like when you see who are some of the people who are famous, it's like, well. If they can be famous, yeah. why can't I? Why they are a high-functioning, like, mentally disabled person. Yeah. Like, the Paul brothers is nothing but ego and overconfidence. Oh, 100%. It's like, I, I look at them and it's like, these guys have no, like, relatable charisma. No, you know don't. what I mean? They don't. Anyway. Like, even on Corey White, and I like Corey White. I actually think he's a really, really nice guy. He yeah. says some, like... Even when he's talking about shit and has opinions on shit, I don't really disagree with him. It's like he's I think really it's very well articulated. Oh, he's fin- like I would not want to be in a battle of words with him. I also he's... think I also think as well. My partner, well, I say my partner, she comes in. I think she, I think she likes him because he was a lawyer as well. I think yeah. there's a lot of relatable to that as such. But like I said to him, oh, you were a lawyer on one of the shows. Yeah, that's not what I want to be remembered for. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, radio. But but he does he does not hold back, and no. I like that. And like, when people challenge him, he will. I, I really like that he'll go down with his ship if it's not going well. He'll just recommit. Yeah, and he'll just call someone a cunt on stage, <laughs> like, and they'll just go, "Oh, you're a bootlicking bitch" or whatever. And I'm like, "Whoa!" Mm. But it works. It just go, you go with it, and it happens. And yeah, it, it oh, man, it, very good. But the thing is, well, even on like his most questionable material, he's yeah. so charismatic in his delivery. Yeah. It always works on some level, even when it's bombing. There's, it's like there's always there's some always a, like there's a respect for it, you know. Because he talks about like well-renowned, mm. I guess well-renowned subjects, subjects that are concerning to people. Yeah. Because if you don't talk about them, like I said to you before, like I watched Frankie Boyle a few months ago, mm. and he gets someone in the front row, and he goes, "What do you do, little fella?" And the guy's like, "Oh, I'm, uh, he goes, um, I'm such and such. I work for British Telecom or something." And he's like, "All oh, right." Do you know what I think of you? He's like, I could watch you getting raped and not feel a flicker of emotion. And I'm just like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. The entire audience burst out laughing and it was seen as quite funny. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just like, can you imagine being an average comedian and trying something like that? With, like, I, could, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't but, imagine it paying off. For, first off, even someone I regard as a shitty comedian. Yeah would still win a battle of wits and words with 95% of fucking humans. Oh, that's the, and that's like, that, yeah. the, those are comedians I personally consider, consider shitty, yeah. myself included. Yeah, yeah. But like, because 
I don't know, and it's not even really an intelligence thing. I think it's really a fucking manic mental illness thing. Because do you feel there's ego? Do you feel there's egos in comedy in WA? Do you feel like when I say egos, I don't mean like I don't mean. I mean everyone's got an ego, really. But I, what I mean is some people that project the ego that they're better than others. Oh, and they put it on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think you'll find that in anything. You find that in any field, but like I, th- I feel like comedy is one of those things. You get the people who are, have ego, and then you get the people who are tremendously self-doubting. Like, yeah, we, we spoke about it with Jamal on the video episodes. He's like Andrew Wolfish, like should have been famous three times over. Yeah, man. But he's just like he never, he never like believed he, in himself. He's very critiquing as well, which I like about Wolfie. Like he would sit there, like I've sat next to him at the back of the Gong Show, and. He will critique people that are on stage, not critique them in a way that go, oh, they're shit. He will critique them in a way that helps. Same way, Joe White done the same thing. Joe White helped me. My first gig at fucking Bayswater, I thought was really shit. And he, like, pulled me to one side and goes, man, you're funny. You just need to do this, this, and this. I tried it on the next show, and he was in the audience with a family member. And what he sent me to do paid off, and I got through to the final. And as I'm walking out, he just winked at me and went, told you so. And I was like, man, I always remember that because it was like my second or third time of being on stage. And it's all the little things you remember from people, you know what I mean? Like, it's all... But, it, yeah, it, it's it's challenging, man. Like, it's it's not fucking easy. And people... Everyone says to me all the time, the fact that you get up and you try it and mm. you do it and you write and stuff is... Dude, I think pursuing comedy is a mental illness. Oh, 100%. 100%. You're never going to meet a wealthy fucking like comedian that's come from the perfect home never had anything wrong in their childhood got no trauma because mm. people are going because they're successful they don't need to do comedy they don't well, need to make people laugh I've said it before I feel like humour is primarily a coping mechanism oh it is and it's also yeah. it's also it, the thing that it is after that is probably is, is a tool to question authority yeah and like so when it's but when it's primarily used as a com, as a as a coping mechanism, well, who are the who are the funniest people as a result? The people who have the people worst have shit the to cope with, you yeah, know. Hundred percent. So you know, I, I think I think when I make jokes about uh, um, you know my girlfriend killing herself, yeah. I can make those jokes, okay, yeah. and I don't I shouldn't need to explain it. Well, and the other thing too is it's like to get publicly offended with a joke yeah. is. Honestly, the but if you come to somewhere like the Comedies Lounge that primarily deals in stand-up comedy, and you get offended by anything on stage, you've come to watch the wrong thing. Yeah, <laughs> like you shouldn't be there. And like well, I said, I made a joke up. So you talk about your ex-girlfriend killing herself, like, and I, I said that then, like it actually happened. But mm. like I made a joke one day about my ex-girlfriend dying, the Kelmscott chick, and I said if she died, she's such a cheating slag that within a week of being in hell be sucking Satan's cock mm. and literally no one laughed and Aaron Smythers at the back you know Aaron the, yeah. You know, yeah. Aaron Smythers at the back has never seen somebody playing Scott for one of your shows like one of your gigs mm. like one of your uh, Dude, of I remember once David Morgan Brown told a bit at the lounge and he was like he got a new bidet and then when he presses the button uh, a oh, prostitute's <laughs> tongue comes out and licks his hole clean Jeez. And I, every plate in the venue went up, and yeah. I swear, like plates that there were no people at the table, they just fucking levitated. <laughs> it was <laughs> like. <laughs> but I, I honestly like. He goes, I've never. He goes, but the irony of it was, he goes, 
what you said was quite funny. Mm. He goes, but no one found it funny. Mm. You know, like... But it might just be the angle. That's what I think. And it's all about your delivery as well. Mm. Like, I said, when I was on Gong Show on Thursday night, I said the joke about the tectonic plates. But I got tongue-tied in the middle of telling it. So it oh, there's nothing worse than fucking up the wording of a joke. It didn't sound right. And yeah. Like, I, I, up to that point, I'd smashed... I, I, in my head, I'd smashed it. Everything was perfect. I got to that point, because I still had time left, and was like, oh, great. And I started telling the joke about my dad crying once in his life when I was born. And... Um, it, I thought it was because I was his firstborn, but it was because I was ginger. <laughs> and like, and I got to a point, and the, the, the punchline to it was, but the joke's on him now because he's dead anyway. Mm. And um, I didn't get a chance to sat, and the music started playing. I was like, everyone laughed, thought it was funny, but I was like, that wasn't the end of that. Was the fucking, you know. Here's a fucked up ginger joke for you. A, a, a regular <laughs> at my bar told me this recently. So this isn't one of oh, mine. Here we go. Um, but he was like, a, a, a woman uh, gave birth, and she was separated from her baby for a few hours because they needed to do tests and things like that. Doctor comes back into the room, and. Uh, she, the doctor says to the to the mother, uh, we've got good news and bad news. And she's like, well, what's the bad news? And he's like, the bad news is the child's a ginger. And he's like, ah, oh, okay, what's the good news? The good news is it's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that is not one of my jokes. Yeah. But I feel like you could change the way it's told and, and not, not steal it, but make it one of yours. Well, that, that's... You know a, I mean? like, don't you find that's another reason? Like, I'm... I'm incredibly careful. Yeah. I feel like there, there's some, I don't know, there's some kind of program in my head that allows me to filter comedy uh, on stage very well or, or like comedy I write yeah. for the stage very well to the point where it's like, I feel like I've got a, a pretty good sense, not like a foolproof sense, but I feel like I've got a pretty good sense of when I can tell that my joke is original enough to use on stage. Now, obviously, there's no originality left in the world between Bible and Shakespeare. It's all been done. Um, but, like, you can kind of, like... E- Emo was on the Gong Show one night, and I said a joke that was very similar to one he talks about, you know, the African one where he talks about eating all his dinner? Mm. And there's a kid in Australia that's... Yeah. So I made a joke about looking after someone else's child. Mm. And said, she, I said, you need to eat your dinner up because you're going to be big and strong. And the kid turned around and went, no, I'm going to be fat like you. But right at the point, there was a point in that joke where he was sitting there with the thing in his hand, just looked at me really, really suddenly, and he was stealing the joke. And I remember just at the side eye looking. And at the end of it, he goes, bro. And I went, I know what you're going to say. And he goes, well, I went, the joke started off the same way your one does about eating chicken unseasoned in Australia. Mm. And he goes, bro, I thought you were just stealing it. Hey? Yeah. I went, no, no, man. And he goes, funny joke, though. And then just fist pumped me and moved on. I was like, yeah. I think, oh. But there's, yeah, because you can have the same setup, but a different punchline. That's punch like the yeah. whole point of comedy is to subvert expectation. So if yeah. you have a oft-used premise, but then you take it in a different direction, then that's exactly what you want. And that's what, and, and that's what um, the, the ADD thing, fuck, that worked perfectly. Because mm. like, especially when, especially when there were people in your house, I was like, I wonder if it's going to pay off. And it did. And even the, lady, the ladies, two ladies in the front just went, fuck it. Now I'm like, it was a bit, like, a bit much. But, man, I, I'm, 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 I'm still enjoying it, man. I don't look on it as... Um, this is my fucking quest to style them or anything I mm. go on I enjoy it I write about it if it doesn't work it doesn't work if it does work it does work you can only just you can't be too in t- you can't be too connected with your own fucking artwork right you, you kind of need yeah. to be yeah, have, like, need to be a little bit removed from it you know you, you have to be like I, yeah. I, 
I've been sitting trying to work out how to how to do a joke about being arrested in Singapore, which I told you about. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't quite got there yet because the whole thing was fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, and I, I I know there's a joke there somewhere, mm. but but I know that that I have to recap that story. Mm. It still terrifies me to this day because. The lawyer sitting across the table telling me that, you know, you do realise drug carrying in Singapore is the death penalty. And I'm going, yeah, man. But how it worked out, I don't know if I've ever told you this. No. How it worked out was I was leaving here going back to work in the UK. I was on holiday. And um, I'd gone to the Avery the night before and stepped in cocaine in the toilet. It was on the ground. Someone dropped it. And Likely story, but yeah, yeah I mean, it sounds it sounds mental. But at the time, I didn't know where the where the, the trace was coming from. So, like, I remember being drunk, pissing in the ur- urinal, walking off, and there was like tiles on the ground, and I remember kicking them out of the way. But other than that, I couldn't remember anything else because I got so fucking smashed. So I got to Singapore Airport, and I'm walking through, and the dog starts following me, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, cool, no worries." Get to the the secondary part to get my flight to London. And then suddenly, like, my bag goes off for a secondary search. And I thought it was a regular thing done by everybody. It was just my bag. So the lady calls me over, and I'm like, why are you searching my bag with no one else? You look suspicious. You just outright said it to me. And I was like, okay. And then suddenly I turn around, and there's all these guys that he come with us. I said, yeah, only when you tell me what I've done wrong. And the guy went, I wasn't asking you. I was like, okay. So I was walking past my queue to get on, like, the, the Singapore Airlines flight to London. Like, guys, like, this is just for our safety and yours puts me in handcuffs so I'm walking oh past all God. these people going they're obviously going fuck what's he done what's he done people are staring at me no one's asking any questions my call sits me in a room with a little aperture in the door and goes take clothes off I went not going to happen he went you don't take clothes off we will take them off for you and I'm just like hot <laughs> take me boys no. <laughs> and, um, and I went Fuck you. And he went, okay. And then they started pinning me down. So anyway, anyway, I got naked. And, um, but like, against your own will. No, against my own will. And um, I put on like a jumpsuit thing. And it, it sounds fucking surreal when I tell the story, but it all happened. And it was like, I had, my flight was at 7.15am. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Whatever, I, you know, I'm going to be out of here in a few minutes. There's going to be a misunderstanding, whatever. It gets to like 10 a.m. and I'm still in a cell. By this point, the consulate comes in, for the British consulate to Singapore comes in and goes, hello, I'm Kevin McKeith, blah, 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 blah. Sits down and goes, you've been charged for being in possession of cocaine on your persons. Now, at the time, I was a serving police officer and I went, on persons means it's strapped to me. I said, I've got nothing. And he goes, I'm still investigating more from the authorities here. Bear with me and I'll come back. So he went, come back and forth to the cell a few times. And then and he comes back and it's like 11 o'clock. And he goes, if you've heard nothing by 1 p.m., well, it was just before 1 p.m. at 12.45, we're going to transport you to Changi Central Prison and you'll go to court in the morning. And at that point, I went, whoa. You do realise maximum penalty for drug carrying in Singapore is death. And I went, wow. So I got back in and the emotion started running a bit high then. I'm like, fucking, I'm going to die here. This is this is not good. I can't ring anyone. I can't. If I rang someone in England and went, I'm about to face death row in Singapore, the only response would be, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You had a good run. Like, and, and, and I remember it was it was 12.25. or It was about yeah. 15 minutes before. You, they, call, you call me and Martin up, we're just like, great bit, yeah, bro. Yeah, great yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and I, remember call, I remember walking in and going, <laughs> 
like the guy comes to the thing and I'm thinking right this is it I'm not getting myself prepared to be transported in a prison van comes in with all my clothes and just goes pop these on apologies for any inconvenience I went okay what's happened he goes okay he goes when you walk in he goes it must have been a substantial amount of cocaine for the dog to get the scent what happened is in the crevice of your shoes he goes if cocaine is mixed with enough glucose which is quite common because it's mixed in speed as well but it's only mixed in cocaine lightly it will stick to your feet and and that's what happened and i was wearing like a pair of like um like air forces uh-huh. which has got like the big gaps in the in the sole yeah and it was it was in that it was in that it was oh such a God. minuscule amount of cocaine though that they went yeah cool in singapore the law says if you're a foreign national they cannot allow your plane to leave before you are prosecuted they couldn't get a charge on me so I got allowed to go. So as I'm leaving, the guy goes, um, oh, is there anyone you'd like to call? I mean, I think I'm going to call someone in England. I need to get someone to get my flight ticket. This is like five hours after the flight's due to have departed. The guy goes, oh, no, don't panic, mate. The flight waited. Oh, fuck. They waited because they couldn't get charged. So the plane's on the tarmac. So I've gone out and gone, okay, where's the gate? He goes, no, no. We'll escort you to the plane. So I've got across the fucking big fucking armoured fucking Singapore police vehicle. All these guys with guns have escorted me to the plane. Bearing in mind, all these people on this aircraft have actually seen me be drafted away in handcuffs. And I get on the plane, and I was like 14 hours this flight as well. I get on the plane, and I sit down, and there's an American next to me. And he's like, hey man, uh, what did you have on you? And I was like, nothing. Fuck, all right. And then just puts his headphones back in and came, I didn't get up for a piss. I didn't get up for nothing. I was like, hell no. When I got to London, because not only had I delayed our flight, I'd also delayed um, transatlantic flights to the States. So when I landed there, my brothers met me at Rivals. As we walked past the American Airlines desk in Heathrow Airport, there's always people from my flight waiting there. And he's like, what's happened? And I went, Tearing the car and we're like racing to the car at Heathrow Airport going, I don't want to be here, like let's just leave now. And um I went back in October, the first time in Singapore since that happened. So we'll get off the plane and there's a police officer waiting there. Hi sir, can we just have a quick chat? I said yes, no problem. I said, I know why you stopped me, because he told me it will always be flagged now when I go to Singapore and I didn't believe him. And it is. Oh, so I always stop me, they don't stop me entering, but I, gotta I, check will, you. I will get checked thoroughly on a bonnet. I would have been like, oh, I mean, uh, there were probably people, there definitely would have been people who were annoyed with you, but they probably would have also been people who would have looked at you as some mysterious figure, like, oh yeah, God, is he a that, human trafficker? Well, is he an arms dealer? Well, they thought that the, one of the women at the front of the plane actually can't spoke to me, she walked past me, she actually thought I was a released prisoner from Singapore that was finally being released back mm. into back into the wild. Welcome back. She was kind of like, she was kind of like, so what prison were you in? And I was like, I, I wasn't in prison. She goes, oh, we, we, we figured with the escort and the handcuffs, and you were some sort of like ex-con that was being like sent back to the UK. And I was like, they don't send ex-cons back to the UK. They kill them. That's, no. that's what they do. And uh, But it's like, because I, I stupidly as well, and I think it's the comedic in my comedic sense in my brain went, death penalty. And he went, yeah, how? Firing squad. And I went, oh. Huh. So they won't just fucking hang me or anything like, like that's fucking humane anyway. Um, but they shoot me. They tell you to post and just fucking kill you. I was like, 
great. Um, this is the end of me then. I'm mm. done. Fucking dusted. See you later. Maybe, maybe. I feel like firing post would be the most humane way to go. Oh, I'd be a quick way to go. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to put it to the test, but they apparently they pinpoint your like pinpoint your heart. Yeah. And just shoot you straight. In. I only know that because of the Bali Nine, Andrew Chan and Sukumaran, who had it done to them in Bali. Um, mm. I started researching it all after my ordeal. <laughs> Going, how's it all done? Just in case I suddenly decide I want to become a drug trafficker. Mm. <laughs> well, you know the. Like, lethal injection apparently fucks up so many times. It is because the immune system, I'm going to sound like a doctor now, but the immune system reacts differently, the different immune systems react differently to the drugs that are yeah. in lethal injection. It's also the case that they can't, that they won't, they can't get most doctors to perform the executions because of the Hippocratic yeah. Oath. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. not medical professionals doing it. No, it's not. No, yeah. and it's, it's a bit like the, um, they talk about the, the, the electric... In one of the states in America, and I can't remember which state it is, still has the electric chair. Texas. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's either Texas or Kentucky. I can't mm. remember. It would be Texas, wouldn't it? it would, I was going to say, it wouldn't be. In yeah. the words of Theo Vaughn, they barbecue everything yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, and like they were saying that certain aspects, depending on the crime, the electric chair executions are still public. So you Public. Know, like, how, you, know, like, how, you know, like how you can watch them? Yeah. You know, like, on, like I thought that was just in movies. No, people can, like, it's a bit more, it's a little bit more selective than it was back in the day. But, like, you can go and the curtains come across and there's a fucking guy in a chair. And I'm like, are they living in this, like, living in a different, you know, like, fucking age to us? Want to go to Texas, crank out a mad wank? I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, honestly, man. It's the it, it's the worst. But I'm, you know, I'm quite a, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a okay comic, I guess. <laughs> I just get on stage and have a laugh and hope nice. people laugh. And... Well, in saying that, do you want to? We, we need. We're waiting on confirmation from the venue owner, but it looks like April second, we're kicking off our brand new open mic in Leaderville. Want to come put you in? Put me in. All right, so that means we've got Mason, the gay comedian, the gay homophobe. Yeah. His whole shtick, he's a new comedian, but his whole shtick is that he's the most homophobic gay guy you've ever met. So I go on stage as my alter ego, gay Josh? Yes. <laughs> just to counteract the... Uh, yeah. I just go, I'm here yeah. for, I'm here for, I'm, I'm here for uh, trans equality. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. That'll work well because we're giving away a lot of per, like invites yeah. for the show, for the premiere of the show. Yeah. Like say, I was saying, I'll please come to the show, RSVP by this yeah. day and we'll sort it out, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Great. Which, about, which, which, which place in Edinburgh are you allowed to say? Or? Uh, yeah, the 21st Amendment. The 21st oh, oh, Amendment nice. bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. It's a really cool little bar. You can bring your own food to the venue. You can't bring oh, your own BYO. drinks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. bring BYO food, not yeah. drinks. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a really sick venue. Yeah. Um, we got a great lineup, and it will be it will be good if you could be your alter ego, gay Josh, yeah. and yeah. we could have Gay Mason on because yeah. I'm inviting gay, a lot of people. Gay Josh and gay Mason. I'm inviting yeah. a lot of people that we've interviewed for the podcast. Yeah, and a lot of them are gay. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that would be very convenient to I'll get pass, some gay I'll, representation. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go all out, man. We we'll get Courtney Mel though. Rainbow flag and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go up in my gimp outfit. Why know? not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. picture, the, the picture opportunities would be endless. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> guys. We encourage photos to be taken. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. On stage. Yeah. <laughs> Has they got like a good sound there? It's like it's fantastic, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I, I always admire just going off the. Your stance on stage, I can't stand. Well, I mean, you're the same as I am. I can't stand still. 
You I just, have to move. Yeah. I have to move, right? Jill goes to me, Jay, you would be funnier if you stood still. I can't do it. I've tried. And it, it worked. Like one, the one time I did it, it fucking worked really well. But I was like, fucking trying. Like Thursday night, I was walking around. I was dying for the toilet as well. And I'm like, just fucking gone with your something. I'm going to piss myself in a second. <laughs> but like, you stand still. And I've always fascinated. When I watch you on stage or when I've watched you on TikTok or whatever, and I go, how does he do this without moving at all? It's because he moves from just the waist up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's very, you know, and you do. And how you just described that, you, you sort of go like, and I can't, it, it's it's very, you know, yeah. but I go on to, I, I'm, oh man, I'll, I'll try the gay or ego out. Like I've definitely, definitely, gay Josh, I think is, uh, well, I'll come out, I'll put makeup on that night. He'll come out. I'll come out. Come out. Okay. Hey, oh, I watch it. That could be the part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, hey guys, I'm just coming out. Coming out. Um, I'll be going back after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming out. Going back in. <laughs> I'll be going back in once I leave here. You, yeah. wheel, you wheel a closet with you to the gig. <laughs> just, just, just wheel it out. Just get yourself, just pop myself in it. And yeah. When you introduce me, just. <laughs> yeah. C- comes out in like one of those feather scarf feather. scarves and, and just, and like just comes out all glam like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a wig and everything. Just, just go the whole hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I was like, do you remember, um, remember Manus Tawiri? Yeah. Manus, I love it when, it, when I first met him. He kept that voice on that he does at the beginning of his like set. Oh. He keeps the he kept the voice on. So I was like, was sitting there with like a girlfriend I had at the time, and he's like, I was like, oh, this this Indian comedian's coming on like stage next. And he come on and starts talking and just changes his voice below through. And I got off and he went, "You thought I was some Indian, didn't you?" I was like, "You're hilarious, mate." I, I generally thought he was just an Indian guy because he made himself sound like Sash. <laughs> so it's like. Oh, cool, yeah, another Indian comedian. That's going to be really, really good. But, yeah. but I, I mean, with Fringe and stuff, and all these comedians that are getting their real bad... Some get comedians getting real bad press. Corey what? The Corey White, but not so much. Corey White got some good press, some really He good got press. banned from the Rekabite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, isn't that... Doesn't he have a, a, an issue with Colin Hemsworth? Does he? I don't know. Like he, he made a point of talking about Colin Emsworth one night on a post, and what he said was piss your pants funny. But I don't know Emsworth enough to know to, to, to know the context. Well, who is Colin Emsworth? Tonight with Emsworth, the <laughs> the show that he does at Recordbite. The show that he does at Colin. And I gotta look this up. He always he's always a suited and booted guy. You know what I'm talking about. Are you? Colin Emsworth. Yes. I'm saying he's shown. Oh, you've actually seen his show. What's he like? I was in like I've seen Ebsworth tonight. Yeah, he seems nice. He's a nice dude. Like he's um, yeah. I must admit, my oh friend, that guy. Like, yeah, I yeah. I don't yeah. think him and Corey get along. I mean, I don't don't quote me on that. I could be pulling it out earlier. First off, I love Corey, but I don't see him getting along with many people. I personally love him. No, I, no, I, I agree. And I, like I watched, he was him and Courtney had a had a debate on uh, one of the comedy pages a couple of days ago, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and I read that. And I was like, you both threw some real good points out. Like, I, I was reading it going, but I felt like saying to Courtney, he's the worst person to have a debate with because he has an answer for everything. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're not going to win this debate. Like, you yeah. know, there's just... And Courtney Mel, though, credit to her because she's also very funny and very witty herself. Oh, very funny. But, like, funny. you need to remember, like, Corey White is a criminal lawyer. Yeah. Like, and yeah. being a lawyer... To any degree, I feel like probably requires a different kind of intelligence that most people aren't familiar with. Yeah, like, my, like the, the lawyer I see at the moment, even though she's in family, she makes a point telling me what her IQ is. 
I couldn't tell you what my... I wouldn't want to know what my IQ is. Fuck that. Mm. But she makes a point of knowing what her IQ is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, fucking... How, how sinister and introvert are you that you need to know how intelligent you actually are? Mm. Like, it's it's very... But you are right. It's a different level of intelligence. Yeah. And... But hey, he gets he gets the hits, man. Like he gets people, you know. Like he, he's he's in. Um, Look, he's hilarious on stage, and even on things that I might disagree with him on on some level, it's like his he's so charismatic. And the other thing too is I'm too apolitical to care that much. Yeah, it's same. like most politics. Yeah. To me, most politics is not worth touching. Yeah. Um, so like even if. Even if I disagree with him on something, I'm yeah. not going to fucking. I mean, pay I him talked for about it. I talked about Albanese and Peter Dutton going for a debate in in Parliament, and said that's listening to those two talks like trying to decide which portaloo to use at a festival. Like, <laughs> that's all shit. It's all shit, regardless mm-hmm. of what you, you know. And people relate to that, but it's yeah, man, it's it, yeah, at least with the greens, there's ecstasy in the toilet. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's yeah. this shit going down, literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, man, it's it's been thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, no, it's been good having you, man. Anything you want to plug? Uh, well, my group. So my group on Facebook. Anybody that is um, gay. Anybody, anybody that's gay. Anybody that's socially inept. No, um, there's a group called Social Intercourse. <laughs> on Facebook ah. join it. it it's funny as fuck like and then we've got the, the singles group as well um, Perth single ready to mingle you gotta get that single show back up and running that that event you were calling that event uh, that because event such a good like, had to, the, the concept was really good because so I told it to a comedian I get what's different to Sunday singles I mean, the whole concept is different because you're giving people the, you're giving one guy the chance to go on stage right and there's, a, there's an English show called Take Me Out and what it is, you go on stage as, a, as an individual and you get 10 women to stand behind you. And you stand up on stage and they hold like like glow, light, like glow lights, like, like glow sticks. And if they don't like you, put you down. And the host will actually make funny segments to... It'd be perfect for someone like Delby to host and yeah. just go up to them and go, so why didn't you like him? And then they have to give their honest opinion as to why they didn't like that person. And it leads up to them going on a date at the end. So that concept is still the same as Sunday Singles. However, the way it's done is very different. Mm-hmm. And and you would have someone lined up at the very beginning and they wouldn't sit in the audience or they wouldn't sit in the green room or wherever. They would come out from the back. Uh, and the women would already be up on stage. And then the women are not... The women don't generally know who it is beforehand. That's their first honest reaction exactly and and the, the whole concept of it was I, I had it all written and planned and it really worked but I definitely think that's something that, that can be that you need a venue big enough to accommodate that type of thing though yeah because you, you've got to remember you're not just having one comedian on stage you're having ten women on stage and then one guy and then you wandering about doing stuff and then do you have the inverse as well yeah yeah. so you, you've got like so me and me and Jamie you know Jamie Salt I'm familiar with that name. Yeah, the chick. Yeah. Um, she, me and her planned, me and her spoke about it and we were like, this sounds good. Like someone could be in the audience talking to the audience and the questions that would get asked would get asked by the audience members. So you'd go around, she'd go around with a mic, say to an audience member, oh, what question do you want to ask the guy? So the, the, the questions are not being thrown at the guy by the women. They've been thrown at them by the audience. Right. So the women technically don't have any throw on the questions that are being asked. The audience are throwing them at It could be a really fun show. It could be really fun. And no and, and there's no and there's no barrier to what can be asked either. If like, you want, like 
Put the show together. Let yeah. me know how it's going. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll if it's it. a Sunday single, yeah. if it's going to be a single night thing, it could be yeah. really, really fun. Yeah. Another thing too is I'll line you up some, yeah. line you up you some would, drag queens would, for room also, theater. You would also, it would sell. Oh yeah, it would sell because Sunday singles sells, and even even when the even when the the, the material is repetitive, it still sells. Mm. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like I've been to Sunday singles twice, and both times I've been, material has been exactly the same. But you still get the same number of tickets, the same number of people. Here's the thing: Simone Springer and Daniel Delby are incredibly charismatic. Absolutely. So that's kind of why it sells. That's why that's why yeah. it sells, and that's why you need. That's why it sells too. Yeah. And like the singles group that I'm a part of, I'm admin, and Simone Springer's in it. Like um, oh. and she's she's, she's very Simone crazy. Springer a lesbian? Uh, no. Okay. She's got a child. A lot of lesbians have children, Joe. True. I should probably really have thought about that. But yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah, not I'm, I mean, not that I know of. I mean, Christiana probably you know better than me. Oh Jesus! <laughs> hi, hi, Chris. Can you tell me whether or not Simone is uh, straight and single? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris. I need to ask you. A, I need to ask you a question, mate. Simone, can, can she you, a rug muncher can, or can, not? Can, can you do me a solid and uh, ask her the question for me? Um, honestly, like it, it's gonna be. I don't know. It's just because she was she was included on the lineup for like an all queer show, which makes me think she might be bisexual. She might be bisexual. Which the, the, the problem is, like as well. I sat at the back of this show on Saturday night, and do you ever have you ever sat in a, in an audience or at the back, and you've heard members of the audience remark on how a comedian that you get on really well with is shit? Yes. Well, I I, I there was this guy ripping. I'm not going to say who the comedian was purely because I actually have a lot of time for him. But Saturday was a hard audience to try and please, mm-hmm. and he got absolutely. Like I was sitting next to this guy, and this guy is like texting people, and he's leaning into me, thinking I'm part of the audience. Going, I'm just telling my mates how fucking wanky this guy is. What was his name again? And I can't remember what I said. I said, "Oh, John, something or other." It, it wasn't, and I was like, and he's like, "Yeah, well, fucking awful. We want to hear the shit," and he's filming part of it as well. And I was just like. Mate, you like, and I felt sorry for the comedian because yeah. it was like, you make an effort to write this material, and well, here's the thing I say to audiences: it's like you actually have the right to be offended if you want to be, hundred percent. But what you don't have the right to do is tell other people what is and isn't funny, because yeah. laughter at the end of the day is an involuntary reaction. Absolutely, and you telling someone what they should find yeah. funny is it's like, well. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like again. I go back to Frankie Boyle when he said about he made a joke on stage about the Gaza Strip, and he goes, "The Gaza Strip, yeah, all right, okay, it's it's, it's obviously a very big subject in the political world, but the fact that I spoke about it, people started talking about Gaza and the Gaza conflict." <laughs> and he goes, "So in my head, he goes, I've done some good. Mm. He goes, I took the piss out of it royally. He goes, but I did some good. And he goes, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm. And he goes." That's why I get cancelled a lot on TV because people don't want to hear it. The Gaza yeah. Strip would be a great name for a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. The Gaza Strip sounds like the Las Vegas Strip. It really does. <laughs> like, you go down, yeah, boys, we're going to the, yeah. we're going to the Gaza Strip. We're going to you the know? Gaza Strip, man. Like, yeah. like, it's, it's honestly, I, I just. It's like I, a set of limos going down the street. It's Israeli <laughs> army tanks and things like just, that, you know? Fucking, I've got to try and make, I've got to try and make that American joke about TikTok a little bit more sort of relatable to people. Mm. Um, I've got to write it a bit more. Literally, I wasn't going to use it Saturday night, but I sort of like had all my material written on my hand and then just went, 
fuck, I've run out of stuff. Shit, let's try this to see if this works. I thought it was about 10 people. I thought, oh, let's just fucking see. And it kind of worked, but like you could tell out of the 10 people that were there, eight of them don't use TikTok. So mm. then eight of them had no clue what I was on about. It's really but, tough when there's they don't have any context, so they can't. Yeah, there's nothing that can be said that makes any sense whatsoever. But yeah, no, I appreciate you having me, guys. Thank you for coming, man. No, it's um, it, it, it's good. No, but put me in. Like, I happily leave it. It's down the road, man. Yeah, hop's giving a jump away. Martin can walk there if he wants. Well, to. I mean, we, like, well, I could have walked here. I mean, <laughs> did you know what I mean? Like, I'm literally the. I'm, I'll probably spit in this fucking heat. No way. Hell, the hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Let's Thank you, guys. This no. has been Professional Degenerates. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, uh, hanging bye. on this far. <laughs> oh. Just the...